I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Clash of Champions 2017, which aired on December 17th, 2017. Overall, I thought this pay-per-view was pretty pretty good. It didn't leave any sour taste in my mouth, although it also didn't have any like mind-blowing, super memorable moments either. Uh, but, uh, you know, a, a pretty solid way to end the year of pay-per-views. Uh, we still have two more weeks of the weekly shows that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, so stay tuned for those episodes. But, uh, yeah, I'd say pretty much everything went as I expected, except for the United States Championship match. That was very surprising and also very awesome um, but I'll get to that in just a moment. We opened up the the night on the kickoff show with Mojo Raleigh defeating Zack Ryder. Uh, at first, I was kind of iffy about who we're supposed to be rooting for here because Zack looks very, very mad and uh, not very uh, not not like much of a good guy. Um, and of course, Mojo Raleigh is being super intense and uh and mean as well uh but mojo raleigh came away with the victory there and i could see him wanting to go after the united states championship or even the wwe championship as he sheds the the so-called dead weight of his former hype bro um so yeah I'm, i'm interested to see where things go with this I hope that we possibly get some of that intensity that Mojo Raleigh brought to his, uh, I think it was on Twitter. He had a a solid, solid, intense promo about finding the killer instinct. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, So hopefully you get to see more of that on SmackDown Live. All right. So uh, Dolph Ziggler pulled off the unexpected and pinned Baron Corbin to win the United States championship. How awesome was that finishing move, man? We had uh, Baron Corbin. I, I, I said this as we were watching the match, I, I went over Matt and Aaron's to, to watch this pay-per-view and I said, if he hits the end of days, then Corbin has won it. And he did hit the end of days, but uh, at the same time was hit with the zigzag. And it was, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Dolph Ziggler, United States champion. Who's going to challenge him for that? Well, of course, Baron Corbin's going to want a rematch. Uh, but aside from that, of course, Bobby Roode still in the mix there. And possibly Ty Dillinger, who we haven't seen in a while. I hope we see him pretty soon. Uh, then we had probably the match of the night, definitely the match of the night, uh, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match, the Usos, the New Day, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, and Rusev Day, Rusev and Aiden English, fought each other, all four teams with a member in the ring at any given time, 
uh, and then they could only tag out their partner, as opposed to uh, in the past. I don't know if this is the first time it's been set up this way, but at least recently it has been if it's a four-way tag team match that it's uh, two people in the ring at a time and that they can tag out to anybody or anybody can tag in um, other than the, the partner of the other person that's in the ring. Uh, so it was awesome to see that variation of it. And uh, yeah, super exciting. I don't, there's so much awesome stuff that happened throughout this match. Uh, we had a super kick party by the Usos. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we had some great uh, team up action. We had uh, trouble in paradise um, between Biggie and um, and uh, one of the Usos. I think it was Jay Uso. Uh, as they were, they were teaming up for a lot of this match, or at least not going after each other but once they dispatched their uh their opponents then it was down to them too uh they both went for a pin at the same time the ref was counting it and uh both of them kicked out and then they they're kind of like what are you doing how are we supposed to who would have even won who would have even won in that case uh very interesting uh interesting possibility to think about um especially for a championship match but in the end the usos defended their championship and uh before the match was awesome too because we we opened up with rusev and aiden doing the 12 rusev days of rusev day which was awesome the crowd was way into it and then the usos come out and they do their rendition of the 12 days and uh, every day is just locked down. I was uh, sl slightly disappointed. I really wanted Rusev Day to win, but uh, everybody's so into them. I, I think it's going to be fine. It, it, everybody's still going to be way into them. And uh, maybe that's the next really head-to-head -head feud. I'm looking forward to more Rusev Day every single day. Well, at least, well, well one day a week. Uh, up next, we had the women's championship match between Charlotte Flair and Natalia. A lumberjack match with the entire rest of the women's division outside the ring. It's kind of weird because Naomi was the only good guy outside the ring. The other seven or 22 people out there were bad guys. Uh, it wasn't that many. Seven. It was seven, six. There was uh, Tamina, Carmella, Lana, and this, the Riot Squad. Okay, six. So it was uh, it was a little bit uneven, uh, a bit chaotic. That's kind of what you expect from a lumberjack match anyway. Uh, and Naomi wasn't involved in a lot of it until she was able to really maximize her moves and uh, get a lot of splash damage as she as she leapt off of the off of the ring to the outside to hit a bunch of people at the same time. And Charlotte did the same later on as she hit a moonsault from the top rope to the outside, which is pretty great, although the camera work wasn't all that great. We've had much, much, much better shots of that uh, excellent moonsault. But uh, I believe this might be the first time that Charlotte has won a championship match in which she hits uh went for that top rope moonsault 
Also impressive was that figure eight that finished the match. Charlotte Flair remains the SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, there was a, t- a tease. Carmella looked like she was about to cash in during uh, one of the chaotic moments, but uh, she got kind of chased off by the Riot Squad. Um, but uh, yeah, that figure eight was very impressive. The, uh, the height that Charlotte got on, uh, with that bridge was uh was great and uh then charlotte had a kind of weird promo afterwards uh she sounded a lot like her uncle when she did so and uh yeah it's it's just kind of weird because she was already a bad guy but i guess she did think that her mindset was that she was a good guy and now she is actively going to be a bad guy. So I guess we'll see where that goes. And if there is an actual difference in how she acts now, if she's being actively evil towards the, ro- the rest of the roster and the audience. Um, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully this is the last of the Charlotte's versus Natalia saga. And that we can get some Ruby Riot action in there. And Becky Lynch will be back soon. And we're going to have that Mixed Max Challenge action going. Uh, although Natalia is, is part of that as well. But uh, yeah, we'll see what's going on in the coming weeks leading into the Royal Rumble. It's rumored that there will be a women's Rumble match. And I really hope so because that would be awesome. Uh, they'll probably announce that this week now that we're uh, that's the next pay-per-view. Um, it might be being announced as I speak as Raw airs while I'm recording this. Uh, up next, we had the Bludgeon Brothers versus Brizongo. Unsurprisingly, the Bludgeon Brothers bludgeoned them quite quickly. The shortest match of the night, one minute and 58 seconds. Uh, a little bit uh, a little bit anticlimactic. Uh, that we went back, none of us had actually watched the latest episode of Fashion Files since it was online only. Uh, we only saw the very end of it on SmackDown, which did, did explain it now that I think of it. But the only reason that they accepted this match was to get the Ascension off of their backs uh, to stop bothering them. And uh, I guess in that regard, they're successful because there wasn't a stipulation of that or anything. And they were very scared of doing so, um, and rightfully so, as they, as they were completely destroyed by these two guys. But uh, could the Bludgeon Brothers be the next ones to go after the tag team champions? Uh, that that would be that would be a pretty good match, I think. Um, the the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers at Royal Rumble. If they, I, but I swear, if they make it a multi tag team match again and another pay per view, just get more tag teams in there. No, they wouldn't do that because they need more bodies in the actual Royal Rumble. You got to have uh, at least some of the New Day in the Rumble. Rusev, at least, if not also Aiden English, should be in there. So I, th- I think we will get Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos soon. At the latest, it's got to be at the Rumble. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fighting for their careers against Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura with special guest referees Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. 
this it was kind of weird at times and uh the biggest thing that was distracting was the camera work that uh as fighting was going on they'd still be focused on shane and daniel which when they weren't actually doing anything at that at those times so that was a little bit distracting but the events that did happen were very interesting uh them squabbling with each other dividing the ring in half you call that side i call this side and uh the counting at the same time towards the beginning of the match and that being a problem and then uh the accidental uh D daniel bryan falling on top of shane as he was uh giving a three count interrupting that pin and then shane purposely not giving a three count later on to get back at daniel bryan that kind of escalating things and the distraction and everything leading to a quick roll-up of randy orton and a very very fast three count from daniel bryan kevin and sammy their jobs are safe and the yep movement is as alive as ever in its first week of existing um so uh yeah it was kind of a spoiler that sammy is announced as a possibility not as a possibility as one of the people in the mixed match challenge so that was a bit of a spoiler there they could have waited until right after clash of champions to announce all of that but uh i don't know i'm still getting really excited for all of those matchups and it looks like at least a few of the the matchups that i and looking forward to are the ones that are actually going to happen but in other cases we're going to get some unlikely well maybe they are likely now that we think of it pairings uh nia Jax seems to be very heavily recruiting ron Strowman to be her partner which uh they'll just be the monsters among men and women and they could very easily dominate everybody but uh, i think if they are a team the only way that they can get eliminated will be through some kind of disqualification or something just for beating somebody up way too much or something like that and uh, the videos that naya has posted are, have been really really fun to watch um so yeah <laughs> how did i get off track oh because sammy Zayn and well becky lynch posted a video saying that she wants to team with sammy Zayn and uh sammy replied that yeah that's that's my number one choice or something like that uh so that was kind of cool uh because th those are the two that i think would would go together really well um because they have great theme songs that people can sing along to whoa okay um and then we have the the main event aj styles versus jinder mahal I am so happy that AJ Styles retained the championship in this match. He uh, he was able to take care of the threat of the Singh brothers, who it sounded like were possibly not going to be at ringside. The fact that they actually were both served as a distraction, but at least he could keep an eye on them. If they are hiding in the ring like they were when Jinder first won the championship, then... Uh, AJ couldn't keep an eye on him and couldn't dispatch them when the time came. Uh, but man, AJ took a beating in this match. It sounds like most people are in agreement that this is Jinder Mahal's best match to date. He was very impressive. 
He showed off a few moves that we either haven't seen before or don't see very often from him. And uh, he had to pull out all the stops. Likewise, AJ pulled out all of his stops as well. Um, he, he, he took some big risks, but they had some big rewards as he uh, focused a lot on Jinder Mahal's leg, while Jinder focused a lot on AJ Styles' ribs, which uh, maybe he should have been focused on AJ Styles' legs also, because then he wouldn't be able to like jump up onto the top rope to springboard 450 splash and stuff like that. But uh, in the end, AJ Styles defeated Jinder Mahal with the calf crusher. Um, his his maneuvering of Jinder back towards the middle of the ring was uh, really cool. And him kind of explaining the mechanics of that afterwards on Talking Smack was nice too. He's like, well, my, my leg actually never leaves where it is in there so i just have to it's really easy to lock back in and all that kind of thing which kind of uh, took the magic out of it a little bit but also uh put some more magic back into it that this guy obviously like we didn't know before but he is an absolute pro and he knows the ins and outs of every single thing that he does and um that was really cool i was a little bit disappointed that he didn't have ronin hair on talking smack as he has in uh past appearances but uh the the championship remains in the right hands going into 2018 and i'm excited to see who he faces next um i'm hoping it's well he's got to face somebody at royal rumble and it's got to be shinsuke nakamura versus aj styles at wrestlemania right that's got that has to be the match and Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, whatever. Um, but who will he face at, at Royal Rumble? I suppose it could be Randy Orton. That would be pretty cool. Uh, and maybe even Randy wins. And then AJ Styles wins it back from him before the uh, WrestleMania begins, giving AJ Styles a third WWE championship reign. I, I don't know. I, I would be fine with it either way. Uh, Randy Orton had some pr impressive moments tonight. That freaking anytime he hits a superplex is awesome. He also had a great scoop power slam against Sami Zayn, and then another time when he was about to do that, but uh, he just caught. I think it was Sami also. He just caught him. Looks like he was about to go for that scoop power slam, but instead uh, did a, a variation of a suplex. I think, if I remember co correctly. Um, but yeah, uh, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, yes, please. And Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles, yes, even more, please. Please even more. So I, I'm looking forward to it. it. It was a pretty solid ending. It was, I guess, kind of weird not to have the career on the line match as a closing thing uh, to really amp up the drama even more for that. But both matches were still enjoyable. Uh, the the gear did not end with a bang, but it also didn't end with a whimper, and uh, everything is kind of just in its place now. Like all is in harmony on SmackDown to finish out the year. There's no real big upsets. Uh, the one thing we were the the couple of things that we were really worried about might happen did not happen, and so all, all is okay. Yep. 
Uh, so let me know what you thought about this pay-per-view, Clash of Champions 2017, by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back real soon with week 51, second to last week of WWE 2017. Bye.